Welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Conversations with business expert authors to learn about the author, their expertise, and to help you find your next read. And now, here's your host, best-selling author and CEO of Influence Network Media, Jody Brandsetter. Mike, welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you. You're one of my favorite people. So I would like for you to first tell everyone who you are before we talk about Leadership Fusion and what you do. Again, thank you, Jody, for the invitation. It's an honor to be with all of your listeners today. What does Mike Sipple do? Mike is in the business of leadership and humans. Spent the last 21 plus years in the executive search and leadership development space. Today, as I said, I'm the CEO of a 47-year strong executive search firm called Centennial that does search work all across the United States. And then I also, four years ago, myself and my co-founder, who is my my father launched a brand called talentmagnet.com. Talent Magnet Institute is all about unlocking human potential and building systems, processes, applications, and tools to walk alongside of leaders and teams. So that's what we've been doing. I've been the host of the Talent Magnet Institute podcast, uh, where we had 186 episodes released. My last episode of this year was called I Quit because we had to prioritize some things, but we're also going to be relaunching that hopefully by the end of this years. So now that I'm a best-selling author, it means even more to have a podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Now I know that you are in a family business that started off your father and now you, I'm just curious, why did you choose to go into the family business? So it's a great question, Jody. So um, at the time, my girlfriend and I were both putting ourselves through college working at Centennial. So that's what landed us here. Now that girlfriend is my wife of 18 years. We have three amazing children and uh, they keep us extremely busy. But I was actually going to school for turf grass and landscape management, which was my actual education. I really fell in love with what my parents and their team did. I love the interaction with people. I love the problem solving. Because my background is landscaping, I feel like there's a tapestry to what we do here when you engage in a project. And all of a sudden that project, those relationships become colleagues and friends. And you look back, you know, I've had the pleasure of working with clients that I've worked with since day one. And to be able to look back at the impact that you've had walking with them, to me in a weird way is no different than putting in a perfect landscape or having straight lines in a yard after mowing. So, being seeing that visual and just falling in love with what we did and the people that we serve, you know, how we kind of come alongside of teams and work with them to achieve their visions. So it sounds like it wasn't a plan. It wasn't, this is what you do after you go to college. It was no. you kind of, you fell into it and then you yeah. really started to love it. Yeah. And then we about, he was eight years in, my dad had an advisor who asked him about his succession plan. So anyone who interacts with Centennial knows that our actual sweet spot is succession planning and building next level leadership teams. Nobody had ever asked my father that question until then. So he and I have the pleasure since we live here in Cincinnati, Ohio, together, we went into the Gearing Center for Family and Private Business. We went through their next generation in 
Institute. And going into that program, we had no idea if this was going to be what we were going to do. It wasn't an encouraged, like you're going to do this. Although just a little story that you'll only hear on this podcast, the actual founder of Centennial was not my parents. My dad was the first employee of Jim and Mary Morris. Jim died in a fatal accident in 1980. My dad was thrusted into his first succession. And then there begets his legacy of I'm going to help people prepare for succession because of devastation of a, a death that we weren't ready for as a business. Mary always had a thought that Michael's going to go into this business and he's going to be the next CEO. We kind of joke about it. Like the Mary was a surrogate grandmother to myself and my siblings had a closer relationship with Mary, the founder of Centennial than I did my own biological grandmother. She was just a loving, caring person. We always joke that she saw the light before we did as a family. So, um, so she was the only one who planted the seeds every time I was around her. Um, oh, wow. That's really impactful. Just to think about like that kind of push into a succession and then being able to see like, this is something that dad could help others with or be prepared for, because we don't, we don't prepare very well for any kind of tragedy or loss. And then if you think about it in a business perspective, you know, if your CEO unfortunately passes away, what does happen? You know, what's that next step? And, and that's a, I think a very powerful message to be getting out there for people to think about, but then kind of been there, done it, makes it so much easier for the conversation to happen. Yeah. And that's where we bring this different perspective because we are one, right? So we speak to it and, you know, Centennial now has the great honor of having 25 employees. We have the opportunity to be around 47 years. I have the privilege of having an executive team that runs that business. So right now the president of Centennial is not a sipple for the first time in 42 years. So we've taken our own medicine. Like this is what we teach. It's all about equipping and growing to the next level and engaging team and developing leaders and investing in people. But we are one. We've literally lived through the blood, sweat, and tears. And it just gives a different lens to look at these discussions. And uh, it's a real honor to serve and work alongside of the team that we have. And you know, now there's nine, I believe the number's right, Right? It changes often, but there's nine people working inside of TMI now that are internal to the business. You know, three years ago, there was zero. So, you know, it's just been great to build teams, win relationships, invest in people and build teams to achieve a vision. You got to use that blood, sweat, and tears to write a chapter in Leadership Fusion. So I would love for you to talk a little bit about that, because I think a lot of what you just talked about is probably lessons that you learned that you probably are gifting within that chapter. That's right. And that's what we try to do with the content we create. The beauty of content is it's an opportunity to share your experiences. So my chapter leading with intention is really all about investing in and getting to know your people, right? So there's leadership actions inside the chapter that basically are just things you can even, you know, print out those pages or however you want to use the work, be intentional, get to know your people, be transparent, be open, create a safe culture and environment 
environment, you know, that has psychological safety, that builds in transparency. But I always say like leaders, we need to lead first, right? We're the example. So you can't just state it and expect it to happen. So we're just providing in this chapter a little bit of a lesson. You know, the lesson is there's always someone who sees our greatest potential. And when you reach a certain level, I believe no one got to leadership by themselves. So the lesson is around someone who saw that in me, who happened to be a high school teacher who, you know, I now love dearly. I see what she was doing and why she was so hard on people because she saw the greatest potential living inside of all of her students. And I believe that we're that teacher, right? That we have to help people see the same and that most cultures don't do that. So most cultures, people are miserable because nobody ever really gets to even understand their goals and understand what they're gifted at and talented at. And a book like Leadership Fusion is a group of authors who believe there's a better way to lead. I mean, even some of the chapters that I've read, like, whoa, the one on vision was like, wow, I got to get back to like, nobody should stop me from achieving this vision. And nobody, and a lot of times means our own heart and head, right? So that's what you'll find in the chapter. It's about action, but leading with intention and using actions to show the intention. And, you know, we have the opportunity. It's a privilege to lead others. And we need to really rest in that and understand what a privilege it is. And why not be the leader that everybody looks back and goes, she or he made a transformational impact on my life. And that's what I'm hoping to inspire from that chapter. Wow. I love that. And I love the whole thought. I mean, one, I love that this is a collective book with all these amazing experts, because when you are a leader, sometimes you feel so lonely. You're at the top. You can't just become best friends with employees, which Lacey talks about in her chapter, but you need that tribe. You need those people who you can kind of lean on. And these are, you know, excellent people here in leadership fusion, but also just like you said, there's people throughout our lives that show us the potential of who we are. And if we can get out of our way, uh, we could do so much. And I think a lot of times for leaders, it's hard to be that intentional leader when there's so many tasks, duties, things that they have to do, get off their plate. Do you have like maybe one tip that you could provide to a leader who's thinking it sounds bad, but how can I be more intentional when I have all this other stuff to do? Yeah. So my feedback to that, that's a great question. That's a really great question, Jody. My feedback to that is to think about the who, not the what responsibility, right? So there's a real opportunity as a leader, and I've lived it because I have led from the trenches personally, doing all of the do's and thinking I'm the only one, right, who can accomplish this. And I mean, how many times have we all heard, well, it's just easier if I do it myself. I mean, we've all said it. We've all said it. I've lived it in my life personally. There are points in time in our lives, both personally and professionally, that we have to finally release ourselves of that behavior. So how do you do it? You need to first think about what are the things you're doing that other people should do to give yourself the freedom to be the leader in the role that you're in. So what is your actual goal and objective of your role or in an entrepreneur's case of your vision and who, not how, who do you need to be involved to accomplish great things? So the who, not how concept is in a book by Dan Sullivan and Dr. 
Dr. Benjamin Hardy. It's a phenomenal book. There's another book called The Power of Who by Bob Bodine, who happens to be another family business executive search firm. We've got to think about the who. So, I mean, even within the last year, there's been things I've released myself from because I have team members around me who are there to do a lot of that work. Like that's their role. So uh, it's especially hard for family business when you're, the family's been involved in everything to peel yourself out of that, right? So, you know, as leaders, we've got to put ourselves in a position to be able to lead and influence. And that does mean it's almost better for me to hand over a engagement and mentor you and shadow you and support you, not swoop in, not seagull in into the topic, but really encourage you to create the freedom so you can mentor and equip others, right? So I use the example of Miss Gregory in my chapter. She didn't do all of this research paper with me, right? I happen to be in a program called the International Baccalaureate Program that includes a lot of writing. She didn't write the research papers, right? What she did, and she probably could have, you know, because that's what she does. But she encouraged others to do things so that she could mentor and coach and equip and encourage and support. And sometimes give you, as I say in the chapter, give you a kick in the pants, you know, when people need that, because we all need that. But again, if you're in a place in your headspace, you're like, I just can't, you know, it's because you're doing too much. You're trying to implement the how too much, and you need to focus on getting the right who around you that you can trust and that you can really build into. That's great. I love that. That's something I'm actually looking to do myself is to kind of vision where I should be as a CEO. And then what am I doing today? And then how can I get those things off my plate when I can, right? There's times when you're too small and you're kind of the, the doer and the CEO. But if you can see that vision and see that down the road, you can remove yourself from some of those tasks. One, you get excited. I'm excited just personally, just by doing this myself, but it also helps me see by doing it today, I can get it ready for someone else to do it. I could be that mentor. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. Well, Mike, you're a best-selling author now because Leadership Fusion hit best-selling in 10 categories, which is phenomenal. Yeah. I would love to know, I mean, it just happened. It, it's only, it hasn't even been a month <laughs> since this happened, but what are some things that you're excited to be able to do now that you are a bestseller? Yeah, I appreciate it, Jody. And, and what an honor it's been to work with your team through this process. It's absolutely been phenomenal to have someone who, in my case, that has a passion for my category of life, right? And to can really support. And as I said, you hit every single timeline you established for us. So congratulations. And thank you for doing that. I mean, the real purpose of writing is to influence and provide value to others, right? So whether that's through people continuing to purchase the book, whether it's through speaking opportunities to be able to impact and inspire an audience who then get the book or who read it before coming in, like whatever that journey looks like, the ultimate goal is to encourage and support others, right? That's the, the work I'm in. That's the work that we do at Talent Magnet Institute. Like we want to walk with you on this journey. So writing, being inside this great 
book with a bunch of amazing authors, I know that this content's going to reach a lot of people. And we want to walk with you in this leadership journey. And that's what I hope it does. It creates new connections. It supports existing relationships. It opens up doors that, you know, quite honestly, I couldn't even fathom, like being a Amazon bestseller in 10 categories. Never would I fathom I'd see a picture of a book I was a part of in between Brene Brown and Stephen Covey. Never would have imagined that that's even possible. But by putting yourself out there, I believe that all of us humans, we need the same privilege and opportunity as all have. Some take it sooner than others. And, you know, I do feel like even working up with myself, it was like, I'm ready to take it. I'm ready to go. I'm in and I'm excited. And thank you for the encouragement and support to make this happen. And you're so excited that you just raised your hand to be a part of another book, People Fusion, which I'm really excited about because I feel like leadership fusion, people fusion go hand in hand. There's a lot of lessons and stories that could be in both. So I'm really excited that you've decided to say yes and be a part of that book too. I am extremely committed to just getting this content out there. And our team has talked about it. I've talked about it for a while. And you know what? I'm in the boat. I want to keep rowing and I want to create ripples, have that ripple effect that we all want to have as an author. And I'm very thankful. I have a very good friend, Menda Hartz. I actually met her through some of her work in her first book. And Menda's now on her third book. Um, and she has told her story so openly that, you know, her first book, The Memo, was something she was afraid to do. And then she wrote right within, and then she just came out with a adolescent book for young black girls to be encouraged in the world they're growing up in. And, you know, Minda has been a huge encouragement for me. So her most recent book, You Are More Than Magic, she's come out with three books. And I think I've known Minda for four or five years. And I know the audience and the impact that she's had. So I'm, my prayer is that the Lord uses this content in some way to reach someone somewhere. And, and I'm excited to be a part of People Fusion, and hopefully that's one more tool to get there. Excellent. I agree. It is. It's that additional way to get your voice out and be able to help others and then hopefully connect with them in the ways that make the most sense for you and that person. Well, Mike, I love talking to you. I would just keep going if I could, but we're supposed to be a 15 minute podcast, which sometimes I fail at. So how? <laughs> no, no, I, I do this to myself, Mike. I do this to myself, but how can our listeners be able to connect with you after hearing this episode? So there's a couple ways. One, you can go to talentmagnet.com and you can look me up there or to make it even easier, you can just click over to mikesipplejr.com and it's just a quick, here are the links, how to connect with me. You know, here I am on social. Essentially, if you type Mike Sipple JR in Google, you should be able to reach me. So there's lots of ways, you know, I'm visible. I'm out there I'm a, as a content creator. And I do invite you to connect and please tell me if we've not connected before that you met me through this podcast, you know, and love to make connections of how the who's come into my life. And, um, and that's really important for me. So please note how we connected. And I look forward to speaking with you then. Wonderful. I'll add all those to the episode notes. Mike, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being a part of the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Thank you so much, Jody. It's really an honor to work with you. Thanks for listening to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show and share this episode with a friend. In the meantime, join our business author community where you can connect with other business authors and learn about becoming an author at authors.influencenetworkmedia.com. 
Until next time.